Hey, I'm Brad, and if you like D&D, and fantasy stories with lots of magic, adventure, strange beasts, and oddball characters, and comedians with New Zealand accents, then oh boy, have I got just the show for you. The Fate of Ison is a podcast that has, wait for it, all of those things. Remember those things I mentioned? It's got all of them! Now go listen to The Fate of Ison because it's good and you deserve good things. Fate of Ison, a proud member of the Necropodicon Network. Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce, easy to listen. Okay, let's get right into it. I've written a quick synopsis of our last episode, so I'll read that now. The last time we played, you fled the scene of your melee in the Lost Gold Inn. You snuck into a nearby domicile-slash-workshop, and you hid in a cellar. And in that cellar, you found a secret room containing blueprints for numerous buildings around Stonegate. You think... Uh, you concluded that whoever lived there is probably a um, an architect or a mason, some kind of uh, designer in that uh, in that regard. A quick analysis of the blueprints by Chai revealed that many buildings had secret passages and hidden rooms. Also, in that hidden room that you found was a small chest. Uh, your analysis was interrupted by city guard entering the workshop as they looked for you. Uh, As the guards split up to search the domicile, one entered the cellar uh, with the resident and accused the resident, a female gnome, of working for a local criminal named Garrix. Uh, The guard began to threaten the gnome for hidden gold that he assumed that she had, at which point the three of you intervened quickly and quietly, decapitating the guard before he could summon help. We ended with you face-to-face with the gnome a slain guard at your feet. Uh, two other things, which were of interest, but didn't really have a chance to come up because, you know, we've just been going like from one fire to the next. You may have been planning to discuss things that were said to Gutterbird by the Grey Aladrin. So that was that was a thing that maybe is still floating around, you know, once the more pressing issues are dealt with. Yeah, the old come back to us statement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, bef- and before you fled the inn, Eldon White also said something somewhat revealing. I can I can reiterate that unless we all remember. I was going to say, I was like... I mean, I'm pretty sure that Sarah doesn't remember, so we should, we should tell it again. I do. No, it's one I of those moments completely. where it's like, I think I know, but when you say it like that, I don't feel like I know anything. He, in a nutshell, he remember. said, uh, it doesn't matter... If you run or if you kill me, uh, our master will back. bring us back together. Yeah. Yes. And the, also I thought revealing was the fact that he remembered everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yes, he did. He was playing coy a little bit with you at first, uh, but he did remember dying two times before, once as a white. Uh, Third yeah. time's the charm. All right. But let's get back into it. You are face to face with this uh, female gnome who is... Looking at you, terrified and confused. Okay. Reasonable. I think very reasonable. I immediately want to put away my sword and I want to just cover her mouth 
and just like be like, we're here as your friends. Oh, sorry, I realize I am holding my hand up to the microphone <laughs> as if I am muting the microphone. Oh, one day I'll learn how the technology works See, at all. When you're doing that, um, you have okay. to lean in closer as if you're telling <laughs> yeah. the microphone is secret. Okay. So the best part is, is she did that. I she did that, and then cut between her mouth and the microphone. Oh, I'm so sorry. Anyway, so what I want to do, I will not do it actually and say this at a normal tone but know that i'm whispering this is that i'm basically gonna try and like cover her mouth so she doesn't scream and be like we are not here as your enemy go upstairs tell them that the guard left went to look for somewhere else like in another building we are here as your friends we promise we won't hurt you and then we're. I think I would just immediately go to like clean up the the body bits and maybe put it in the secret room and just show her that we're try, we're gonna go back in there. Oh yeah, the, or like trying like hide stuff. The body is. I think you pulled him into the room. Yeah, then, yeah. I just want to make sure if there was any like blood spray or like you know anything. I just want to clean up so it makes it look like there's there, there's no evidence of that person. Does anyone in have here. prestidigitation? <sighs> I don't think I do. You do not, Sarah. I well, can I like. Can I move? Can I mold earth? And like, is it the dirt floor? <laughs> it's a, it's. I think it's a stone floor. Uh, anyway, I'll. I do a thing. I, anyway, yeah, I just uh, I'll do a, a, a combination of mold earth, druid craft, some shit to make it look a little more normal. If there was any blood spray. I just imagine you're like trying to like the body's le- leaned up against the wall and you're trying to like balance the decapitated head back on the torso. Yeah, exactly. Good as new, or like a. A small animal like covering their shame with dirt, and then there's just Thaddeus behind her, thumbs up, shit eating grin, like, Yeah, we got this. <laughs> yes, basically. So, I that's what I want to do. Like, I want to this person to basically go upstairs, get rid of the guards, and then I will happily continue this conversation with this gnome after the fact. I just want these guards to get out of here and us to continue to hide. Okay, all right, let's see. Um, let's see. I'm just going to do some rolls to see if... Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. You tell this to her. She she nods, like, very enthusiastically and goes back up the the very narrow stairs. It's almost like halfway between stairs and a ladder. Uh, But she she goes back up real quick, and I'm just going to make a quick couple rolls here to see how well she can fib. Okay. So it's a tense few moments for you three in the basement. I assume that you're probably remaining silent. You hear some muttered voices, and in a few minutes you hear the uh, heavy footsteps that you know to be soldiers uh, leave the workshop, door closes, and then she sort of pokes her head down through the cellar door and uh, asks if it's... or, Or she... Sorry. And then she tells you that the coast is clear. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, does she come down or is she trying to get us to go upstairs? I would prefer it if she comes down. Okay. She'll she'll descend. If I, I'll, I'll, like, beckon her down just in case anyone, like, knocks at the door again. I don't want to make, like, too much noise of this. Yeah. Yeah. She, she comes back into the cellar saying that you're wanting her to join okay. you down there. I think I'm just going to, like, go up to her and basically, like, almost, like, hold her hands in mine and be like, thank you so much. You've helped us so greatly. 
Uh, she's going to ask, like, who you are and what you're doing here. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're just not going to just let that slide? <laughs> kind of unreasonable. Uh, our, it is a very long story, but know that we are here for, for a good cause, and we are just trying to get through town. Um, but I, I have... Uh, I don't know what to tell her how much. Um, we're on a mission to restore the balance within this town and the, this this plane. Uh, I'm assuming I'm very obviously an Aladrin. Like, I haven't been... Like, my face is an Aladrin face. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'll just go as, like... As you can tell, I am, I am not from here. I, we've been attacked in the tavern. Uh, and unfortunately, to our dismay... Magic was used and we had to respond, so <coughs> I don't know the repercussions of that here, but I uh I'm to be meeting with the king tomorrow and in the meantime I just wanna let we just wanna lay low. Um and we'll be out of your hair first thing in the morning. While they're having this conversation, can I uh take a look and see what's on this soldier? Oh sure, yeah, of course. Peppas <laughs> Um, okay. You find He's wearing, I think, uh, studded leather armor, which is of decent quality. It is essentially fully intact. And uh, because you didn't stab him through the the body area, it was more of a head and neck uh, deal. Um, he's got, uh, you know, a, a decent quality short sword. He has a hand crossbow with some bolts. And then he has... He's got a small satchel with 50 gold coins on it. That sounds like it belongs to Thaddeus now. Well, it's going to go into the communal money pot. No, it's going to go into Thaddeus's money pot. <laughs> it's in the communal money pot. I was charged to be the treasurer of this group. The loot goblin. Yeah. 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 Not to be confused with the healing potion apple goblin. <laughs> um, the... <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> uh, I, I toss the bolts to Gutterbird because I've seen him use the trusty crossbow. And I don't actually know if if Gutterbird wears armor or if warlocks can do armor, but uh, if so, then it's it's there for the taking. Uh, now, um, so she uh, this this elf she sorry gnome. She introduces herself as Orla, and she points to the body and says, What? Am I supposed to do something with this? Uh, we will take care of that, but for now, it is until things have calmed down, it's probably best to uh, just leave that there. Um, I, 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 it's your business. Uh, I, I genuinely don't care about the, the, the happenings in this town in that regard. Um, but I couldn't help but notice that you have a, a secret uh, secret room in your basement with some specific blueprints in it. And she n- nods and she says, yes, I, I do have those things. Um, if you're wanting her to sort of uh, elaborate on those, then you can uh, roll a persuasion check. So I think I already got a, a fairly decent like look through what was there. I think... What I might just ask her, uh, I think I'll just basically go like, I'm in no way trying to interfere with your business. I don't, I genuinely 
whatever lets you survive is fine by me. I, I was just wondering if you would happen to know anything about the layout of, I guess, would it be the keep, like where the king is? Would that be the name of that structure? Whatever, like whatever the king's building is. Is there any? I want to ask her if she knows and if she has any blueprints for that building. Oh, uh, she says king. Um, uh, he 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 calls. He makes sure that uh, anyway. Everyone calls him the lord. Nobody calls them. Oh, sorry, the lord. Kings. My since, apologies. Since Vilsan and his cataclysm, the moniker of king is terrible luck. So nobody takes that. Could you, yeah, so she's, she's still not like fully comfortable with you. So could you roll a quick persuasion check to put her at ease? <laughs> not 20 plus five. Oh my gosh. She's okay. never been more or comfortable. Plus three. Plus three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she just like, she's, I just hand her a glass of scotch and a cigar and she's at her most relaxed. Hmm. I mean, that sounds very appealing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So she says. I, well, I suppose you overheard that soldier. Um, yes, I, I have blueprints on on certain areas of the keep. And I, I want you to know that I am normally a law-abiding citizen. And the things that I do for Garrick's are against my will. I wish for that to be known before you try to entrap me somehow. Oh, of course, I'm sure. And, and trust me when I say we are we are not here to do you any harm or bring anything upon you. Like I said, unfortunately, we've been... We're passing through town on a bit of a mission, and I am thankful our paths crossed because you've been a great help to us, uh, but I I was hoping you could provide us maybe a little bit more help, and would you allow me to, to look at those blueprints? I wasn't, I'm not sure if I already even looked at them. I'm not sure if they were, like, even more hidden than what I saw, but... Uh, no, there, I mean, there were quite a few, so, I mean, I'm sure you got through a number, but uh, she... She says, she, she kind of shrugs and says, could I, would it matter if I said no? <laughs> Thaddeus stands up and stretches. <laughs> I think we do not wish to do anything that is against your wishes. It would be a great help if your deepest desire is for us not to intrude anymore into your business. We will not. So she kind of like motions to the whole um, secret room and she says, this is all Garrick's business. He... He forces me to hold on to these things. If I'm found with them, it's not incriminating to him. All these plans, they are plans that I made at his behest. And his his uh, chest with the gods only know what's inside. Wait, so... Uh, Thaddeus just kind of goes... <laughs> Wait, so... Wow, I can't... Hold on a second. Yeah. Well... <laughs> it's, they, been, it's been a while. Oh, <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute. So, you're saying you don't know what's inside there? She she shakes her head vigorously and says that uh, he, one, one of his henchmen, or some of his henchmen, uh, have ordered her to, to, to keep it hidden. That he may require it someday, but it's it's like a, a little cash for him to, to draw on in case uh, he, you know... I, I look at Thaddeus and I was like, as much as I also want what is in that chest. We oh, can, I'm not going anywhere near it. I was just going to say, I was like, one, it's probably trapped to shit. And two, I don't want them to come one day and not have it here. And then it look bad. Oh, I'm just going to go talk to Orla about, like, what do you think's inside it? 
Um, so yeah, so I'd like to look at any of the blueprints for the key, like for the key that I'm going to be like going to this meeting in, um, or whether the Lord is. <laughs> I also, I also want to ask Orla, would Garrick be the type of gentleman that would be able to get us into the mountains? Nah, that'd be Boone Diggles. Isn't that his name? I know that that's the legal way of doing it. That's not the legal way of doing it. That's a way of doing it. <laughs> if rumors are to be believed, uh, Garrix is a is a person with many means, and some think that he has city guard on his payroll. If if the if the city guard are involved with with keeping people off the mountains, and to an extent uh, you think that they are. Um, because uh, the whole town's kind of been uh, mobilized that way, at least the the guard have. Uh, then you would think that, yeah, um, she would say that it's it's probable that uh, some of the guard who are watching over the mountain passes might might be, you know, working for two employers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can barely hold on to their spears with palms that greased. Right. Does Garrix hang out at a particular spot? How would we be able to find him? When she, I guess when she has business with him, uh, that she'll sort of like light a fire in in the workshop mm, and okay. put like a specific type of, of fuel in it to create like... A specific type of flame kind of thing? Yeah, or like a specific type of smoke, like the like mm, the popes okay. do when they're, you know, doing their yeah. popin'. When they're poping. <laughs> when they're poping out another pope. Um, I guess the popes don't vote, it's the cardinals? <laughs> I think there's only the one one fanciest hat man, and there are many sub-fancy hat man. Mm-hmm. This is my understanding of organized religion. <laughs> There's all different it's degrees a, of hat, hatmen. Yeah, exactly. I think that's how it works, ha- right? Hatmen and women. Yeah. So she. Yeah, she I, think all, I think it's all men. Let's be real there. So she essentially so starts a fire that makes a certain discolored smoke, and one of one of Garrix's runners will come. Uh, but she doesn't really have any current business with him. She could try and see if one shows up. And she, she does point to the chest and she said, he told me that if I ever looked at that, that he would know that I opened it. I figured there was something involved in that. Our, we do not want to open it. Well, I mean, we, let's be real. I think we all kind of want to want to figure out what's inside. But our, we have no intention on opening it. We do not wish to bring anything upon you that would bring any consequences for you. We simply um, would love the ability to just basically hide in the secret room, look at those blueprints sleep a little, and then be on our way. I'm just trying to figure out why it says Rosebud on it. <laughs> it's going to gnaw at me for several hours. <laughs> approximately <laughs> approximately a long rest. Okay, so, yeah, so so uh, if you can summarize, like, what your immediate plans are to, to wait out the night, have a rest, and and then what? So I think... My media plans, I would like, because I just need four hours, because of my meditation elfie business, I would like to memorize these keep blueprints, whatever I can find. Um, I think these guys, I'd like to let sleep for the next four hours, and then I'll also sleep eventually, 
Um, and then I would like to basically, well, okay, here, so <laughs> shortcut. Um, I'll turn to the, I'll let, I think the, I'll let the gnome go upstairs, go back to sleeping and everything like that. If she's, if she's comfortable to just leave us in the basement and I'm going to turn to these guys. I'm like, as much as I think that this might be the worst idea I've ever had, I think I still have to go talk to the Lord tomorrow. Yeah, man, you do you. I just don't see a way out of this. One, I've already announced to him that I'm coming, so there's that. Two, I, I'm not particularly subtle in my appearance, so it uh, it's just best if I do this. And also, like, I took an oath. I took a... I made a promise to my people that I would represent them, and uh, that is what I will do. And I'm going to... I will try and get his passage into the mountains with, with our original plan. If not... I think I think it's best if I go in there alone. And if I don't come out right away, Leave I think you behind. Got it. I think <laughs> I think you guys proceed to figure out a way to get into the mountains and I'll meet you along the way. I mean, I have more avenues for escape than most people if I do get detained by them. Uh, but my hopes is that the our original plan will still work and that the the Lord will want us to to resolve this as quickly as possible and that we'd get through to the mountains with his assistance. So I think that's my plan for first thing tomorrow morning. If you guys agree. Yeah, I agree. That sounds very reasonable. Gutterbird's just so agreeable. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's just, yeah, man, whatever. Well, I mean, he did make a pact with the devil. I also, yeah, so I was also <laughs> going to say, I also going to turn to Gutterbird. I'm like, now... I think we all also heard what that Aladrin had said to you. Maybe Thaddeus is looking bewildered. I guess I was closer than not. I don't. I don't even know where to start. Where you think that that might be, but I know I've heard tale of a place in the Feywild where we're not supposed to go, and I think that that would be the only place that these people could come from. These, gr- these gray Aladrin. So if they're saying, come home, come back with us, I, I, I honestly don't know, Gutterbird, if you're from there. Fortunately, yeah, neither do I. Like, what can you, what can you tell me about that, about that place? It was always a, a fairly secretive place for me. I mean, I don't, obviously, I, I grew up probably a little bit more sheltered than being in, like, being part of the royal family in essence. I didn't, I didn't, get that kind of experience but we were always told about these places in the borderlands um where we, it was too dangerous to go where we were told to never enter um but i had traveled extensively through the Feywild other than there so and i had never i've never seen these gray aladrins so if they're from anywhere my money is that they're from this area now i don't know if i don't know if you're from there or if you were at one point but I can get us back to the Feywild. I would love to be able to help you figure this out. But I, I cannot stress enough. I know those offers are tempting, but like, we will figure this out without their help. I promise you that. 
great because honestly that I, yeah, I have no recollection of, you know, just faint um, flashes of memory of my life before. And this is shocking to say the least. So I would, you know, but given on how that interaction went, I'm certainly willing to uh, take our time (laughs) figuring it out. Yeah. And I think, I think we can get there. And it honestly, depending how tomorrow goes, going into the Feywild might be uh, a strategic maneuver shortly. So uh, we'll figure that out once we see how tomorrow goes, but we might need some backup and that might be a place we can find some. JB, you mentioned just flashes of your life previous to this. I don't mean to pry. I know that a man's past and specifically his personal life are not necessarily always open for discussion but and like you can see on Thaddeus's face as he's trying to formulate this question he's working through a like mental block and like a almost like he's trying to figure out exactly how to word it and exactly how to make it sound approachable but he just kind of stumbles through and says what what do you remember about your wife oh you know what i think at this point we've we've decapitated people together we've we've done lots together (laughs) and i feel comfortable uh you know sharing what i what i do recall and essentially you know it was i was doing my best to try and find a, a solution um trying to find a way to to save my the love of my life at the time um who again it comes to me in faint very faint uh recollection but was fallen victim to um you know some sort of uh wasting disease deteriorating and i was going as far and wide as i possibly could in order to try and find um somebody something to cure this or to to help me deal with it via you know herbal means or magic or anything when i happened upon a mysterious um benefactor who offered to to take this on um obviously for a price uh and in my in my haste and desperation i don't think i got got as far into that as i should you know into that topic as i should have and agreed um and as a result i'm now you know bound and bound to to answer to this person and uh and in return the majority of my you know uh my life my my childhood growing up even meeting you know meeting my wife even her face is hazy in my in my memory and you know it's all it's all just gone so i've been on a you know a bit of a uh, a wander to try and try and put those pieces back together and find out what i can and honestly it's those those details are few and far between I guess there's a more blunt way of putting the question. Was she human? Because two humans in the Feywild doesn't strike me as, well, safe. I don't know much about planes and dimensions and much, but that just sounds like I wouldn't... I wouldn't hazard that would have been the place where you lived before. It just doesn't make sense to me. 
there are areas where the planes meet and where they slightly, in essence, blur together. Uh, they're a little harder for some people to to see them, um, and they don't happen that frequently, and sometimes they can be momentary. It does seem unlikely for humans to safely live in the Feywild for a very long time, but if you lived close to one of these areas, and that's what this, these borderland places are, the, like a, perhaps a merger between planes to a certain way, it might, it might be possible. But I will say in my faintest, my faintest of, of recollections, she did appear human. Um, again, there's no way of, there's no way of confirming. Thaddeus, I was going to say Thaddeus turns to Orla and goes, but seriously, why does the chest say Rosebud? <laughs> <laughs> I assumed Orla was gone for this entire conversation. Probably. I just really wanted to relive. You really like this Rosebud joke? <laughs> hey, man. If I can uh, just sort of retcon one thing, uh, before she left, she would have shown you like where the plans for the keep in. Oh, yeah. I just assumed she did that. In the dungeon were. Ooh, what, perfect. That's especially what I want to memorize. She she sort of noted that, yeah, um, Garrick's had some of his, some people in his employ who were doing uh, repair work in the dungeon uh, or the, the prison, I guess is probably a more fitting term. You know, make some make some modifications that were not approved and you know in case he ever wound up there he might have an uh, a way that he could conceivably get himself out the the keep is is not like the layout is not all that uh, out of the ordinary uh, i could send you a map of the dungeon uh or the, the prison um if i can just locate it on my desktop and I'll, i can send it to you at the appropriate moment if that perfect, <laughs> if it's slightly good. worrisome that you've prepped a map for the prison. But anyway, <laughs> I see you. I see you believe that this this whole thing was going to go very well for I us. I thought we would be. I thought you would have been in and out already. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that that was kind of going to be our plan, but someone decided to run. <laughs> but I'm now. I'm glad I have a blueprint now. The secret hiding hole. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, and while I guess. Before the long rest happens, is there anything else that uh, you're wanting to discuss or ask Orla before we sort of fast forward a bit? Uh, sorry, yeah, I was just thinking, like, um, I know we heard some things um, earlier. I was just wondering, have, have we discussed sort of what um, Garrix has on her or what power over her or how, Ooh. like, why she yeah. is... Uh, you know, sort of feels obligated to A, do this work, and then B, be sort of prepared or put herself in a position to um, take the fall for this person. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that that part of that question can come up either that night or like in the morning, whichever you prefer. So she yeah, would do it over s- breakfast. Do it over breakfast. Okay. <laughs> So she makes everyone some nice, uh, refreshing morning tea. And, uh, you know, you get some some warm biscuits. Hell yeah. And uh, bacon. I don't know what anyone has for breakfast. I usually just have a little bit of alcohol in my protein shake. That's what I call multitasking. (laughs) Did you say that's what you call malt 
E-tasking. Oh, 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 there it is. There it is. Yep. Oh, you didn't? Then that's my joke. <laughs> I thought I was just so impressed with you just banging that one out. He was impressed with you, and now, now he's just impressed with himself. <laughs> yeah. He was momentarily impressed before he was disappointed. But then impressed again. <laughs> then impressed again. But then impressed again, because then he claimed By looking in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> just call me Narcissus. Okay. So, Orla would con- confide in you that uh, Garrix has basically threatened her her like family who also live nearby um and so she goes along with what he asks for because uh, she feels like she doesn't have a choice she doesn't have the resources to oppose him uh but that if something terrible one day happened to him uh that she'd be very grateful for that <laughs> interesting thaddeus will remember this <laughs> Um, so if you could real quick just recap your plan. Uh, I know it started with Chai going off alone. And then if blank happens or doesn't happen, then uh, Thaddeus and Gutterbird were to set off up the mountain by themselves? Well, yes and no. So my plan was that I would basically, like they would stay close to the keep and see how bad this was. Like if I walked out an hour later, then all is good. But if I didn't, and I was taken to the prison for whatever reason, um, that I assumed that they would ideally still look for, what was his name? Boonjangle Diggler? Dingle Dangle? (laughs) Yeah, Boondiggles. Boondiggles. That they would look for Boondiggles. Take this seriously, sir. My deepest and most serious of apologies. Um... Laughing at gnome culture? Uh, I tell you what. So that they would try and possibly find him as a way to get up the mountain, and that I would reassure them that I have various avenues of escape uh, and would likely be rejoining them quite quickly. So I think that was going to be the plan. Like, I was going to go to this meeting because I don't see a way out of it. <laughs> And uh, I think what I'll do that morning while they might be chatting over their hot cross buns and bacon, um, I'm going to hold the necklace and just kind of like in my head, I'm not going to say it out loud, but I'm like, I'm trying. I don't, I don't know if it's working, but I'm trying and just kind of like, like think that to myself. All right. Um, we will sort of, uh, just narrate through this, this next part. Um, you, you make your way down the familiar street in the early morning. Uh, there's shutters, (laughs) uh, the, the entrance to the tavern next door is, is barred and you can see that there's some, some kind of, uh, in the alleyway, the part part of the side of the tavern did burn. And so there's sort of, as you're walking, there's like, people are sort of like gawking at the tavern, but then like you also walk down the street and this is not like the same party atmosphere as when you arrived in the city. And so you are noticing that everyone's noticing you. And there's also a lot more of a military presence and uh, you you would quickly sort of get the vibe that 
the soldiers and the guard have sort of taken an interest in you and are like some of them are even sort of like following behind you not like that's totally not like right behind but you know you know you, you know you've got a tail yeah at, at I'm, the approximate distance that Thaddeus and Gutterbird are also following yeah I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep just walking directly up to the keep and present my my letter that provides me a meeting with the king like I've got my appointment to keep okay sorry hang on I I just kind of assumed maybe I'm incorrect that Thaddeus and Gutterbird would be staying yeah I don't know if you want to be directly that close to me well you said you wanted us there's a whole like river bridge that we have to cross to get to the interior part where the keep is wasn't it just like a little bridge around the keep not the like I was I assumed you weren't going to be immediately close like yeah, we. I figured the way it would be is, like, we'd be waiting at the bridge. No, I did not think that close. Because that's where Gutterbird waited the last time. I assumed you guys would be in cover. Yeah. In in cover by the bridge. Because how else are we about to find it, supposed to find out if you've been thrown in prison or not? I, no, I, I, what I meant in essence was that, like, if I don't come out within, like, an hour... Oh, okay. Like... If I'm not back in five minutes, just wait longer. Wait a little Got longer. It. Yeah. I didn't assume you guys were going to be, like, right behind me. Oh, okay. Like, you can follow, like, if you wanted to follow, I didn't assume you would be, like, strolling down the street with the guards, because I feel like yeah, the three of us together is probably a known thing right now. Maybe we should just hang back and look suspicious. <laughs> yeah, that thing. <laughs> Sorry, not, like, look at you suspiciously to try and blend in with the town <laughs> Which would in turn make us less suspicious to everyone else. <laughs> it's so overt, it's covert, it's perfect. Love it. Kevin and Matt, are you doing anything to alter your appearance from like how you appeared the night before at all? I don't really have a way to do that. Uh, honestly, what I'm probably going to do is I'm just going to sit in like... I'll find an alley a couple alleys over, and I've got a deck of cards. I'll play solitaire. <laughs> Jesus. Can I play two? <laughs> <laughs> we'll play duo-tare. <laughs> Chai gets up to the keep. And actually, sorry, before Chai gets up to the keep, can I get um, a, a stealth check from both... Thaddeus and Gutterbird. And this isn't necessarily like trying to be quiet. This is like trying to be inconspicuous. So I would say... Could, could I hazard that that would be a performance check then? If, you know what? I do like that. I do like using other abilities to accomplish um, something. Because I don't think Matt's trying to move much because of his heavy armor. <laughs> that, that takes the disadvantage in a negative one to a plus two and a straight roll. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll allow that. And then, uh, Kevin, same goes for you as well. If you'd prefer to do performance or um, just the regular stealth roll. Let's do performance. That sounds fun. Um, and I uh, I did a 16. Matt, what did you... Sorry, Kevin, what was that? Kevin, I didn't catch it. Oh, 16 for me. Mm. Got a, uh, a above average 12. Ooh. All right. Good. Great. Oh, I might have a little... Oh! Mine's actually 20. I have a plus four on... A plus four? 
<laughs> right, that charisma bullshit. That's that's why I picked performance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So as Gutterbird and Thaddeus blend into the crowd in a way that maybe is a little bit more effective than they otherwise thought that uh, would be possible. Um, Chai gets up to the keep, is escort essentially once reaching the bridge is escorted wordlessly by very tense soldiers and met at the other side of the bridge by um, Lord Relian's, I guess, guard commander, uh, Zena, the elf. And she looks at you uh, sort of, you know, there's like a little bit of a hospitable air from your first meeting that is now absent. And uh, and then she just sort of tells you to follow her. Uh, You're led by her and uh, two other armored soldiers through the main doors of the keep, through a narrow uh, passage that is also flanked with guards. This is like the nexus of the military uh, strength of this whole city. Um, And you're led through, uh, away from the main hall, which is, you think, where normal, um, maybe judicial things would happen, uh, up to a second story, and you're sort of all, I guess, you know, how are you... Sorry, I thought I had a question, but I don't. Um, And and this is all somewhat familiar with, with the blueprints that you've read. And you're taken up to like up a a set of stairs at the back of the main hall, uh, up to the second floor. So, from what I know from the blueprints, do at any point I feel like I'm being taken directly to like the dungeons or prisons, or do I think I am being taken to actually talk to the Lord? It would depend. Like the Lord's quarters are on the second floor. Okay, uh, so I'm still unaware necessarily. Something that you didn't... Okay, so so here's where there's a connection. Is that the Lord's um, quarters uh, are are sort of in a, a tower that's like a part of the keep. Like a central central cylindrical tower. The tower does like have a, a passage heading down towards the barracks, which are underneath the, uh, the like first floor. And the prison connects to the barracks. Okay, so it's kind of like I'm all, I'm currently heading in the direction of all of the bad things, and one mildly less bad thing, maybe. Question mark. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'll keep going. I just want to know, like, at what? It, based on my knowledge of the blueprints, if you could just let me know the moment Chai would be aware that she is heading not to talk to the Lord, yeah. or that would be her assumption. That's kind of what I'm feeling. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so you're taken up the uh, winding stairs to a second floor in the tower. This is, uh, again, flanked by guards. And it's not like a narrow, like a small tower either. You think on the second floor that there's multiple rooms, but you're taken into this, this study that is, you know, thick, heavy, lavish red carpet on the floor. There's books adorning every wall uh, there's a smell of rich mahogany. Oh, it's so rich! <laughs> like leather-bound books yep. and rich mahogany. Um, like a very big uh, arched window with stained glass, uh, and next to that window, or just sort of off to the side, is this is huge table uh, and this kind of surprisingly 
haggard and tired looking man, uh, you would say probably late 40s, um, sits behind the desk looking at a piece of parchment scribbling down and uh, and you're sort of like led in. The door is closed behind you and he holds up like one finger as he continues to write uh, and there's like this long moment of silence where nothing is said. That's what makes it silent. Um, <laughs> I also just, uh, I forgot to mention this when I was sleeping, I'm going to wake up in the autumn season. So I don't look like the Aladrin that I did yesterday. I'm going to like appear in my like royal, more royal appearance in essence. Um, and aside from like all this, there are um, like the door that you came in is behind you. There are two doors on the wall to your right, sort of spaced out and the large bookcase in between. Uh, Zena remains in the room and there are at least, uh, I think, two or three other guards in here uh, sort of posted around the room as well. Uh, a couple of them worryingly remaining in your blind spot. And after a moment, Lord Relian, without looking at you, says, uh, your friends aren't with you? My friends? The two that you were with last night? There were two gentlemen at the bar, yes, that were my escorts. There were also the men that attacked me, if that's who you think were my friends, but they are most certainly not. Says, no, I know they... At least one of them had some very peculiar and unkind things to say about you. Oh, you spoke to them already, have you? He motions to Zena, who walks through one of the two doors on your right, and then emerges with Eldon White, his hands manacled behind his back. (sighs) And he says... Is now breakfast? Am I finally getting food? Oh, you're here. Fascinating. I'm going to look I'm gonna basically ignore him and look at the Lord. It's like I assume he has woven you an elaborate tale of his own pitiful story. But as you can probably visually tell, I am a direct representative of the royal co- court in the Feywild, and I am here in a diplomatic sense. Whatever this man says, I'm sure other witnesses can corroborate the fact that he attacked with his companions and that me and my escorts responded in a defense. But beyond that, you and I, Sir Sir Lord, you and I, Lord, have more diplomatic things to discuss without the presence of other individuals. And then I'll like roll my eyes and glare at Eldon. It's taking all of my willpower not to just murder him, but I know he'll just come back, so whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Relian stands and places both palms on the desk, and he says, How do I determine which Eladrin is telling the truth? The fact that I have the royal court seal doesn't provide a certain amount of that. These other Eladrin are... And then we just kind of, like, snicker, like are of questionable origin and morality. He says, all I know is that there was order in my city until last night. Chaos. And I and I can understand that. And if you would remove this man, I will discuss other plans with you. But as you, as you can imagine, based on the attack that we had upon me and my men who were just sitting having dinner waiting to talk to you that I do not trust this man 
and I request that he leave this room. Okay, make a persuasion check. Maybe an 18? Rillian's jaw, like, moves from side to side as he's, like, grinding his teeth a little bit, and then he just nods to Zena, who who takes, lifts, uh, like, starts pulling Eldon by his manacles backwards, and he's like, wait, I didn't get my breakfast! Mind the door on your way out. A, uh, sorry, question I meant to ask, like, you still have the god's eye on you, right? Both of them? Uh, I was not going to bring them into this room. Okay. I was going to leave them with those two. All right. Fair enough. No, that, yeah, sorry. It's like, that was, that was not, I had the, I take them back, um, immediately at the bar, but I was not going to walk into this keep with them. Okay. And so he says, uh, he sort of like rubs his eyes and, uh, he says, everybody from around this entire realm and even from other realms and other planes of existence are here because of what has landed in my mountains. And this is exactly a problem I hope to solve for you. He says, if you will let explain us. to me why I should indulge you instead of arresting you and your friends. We came into this town last night and directly came to speak to you. I understand, obviously, you were busy. But it was obviously not our intention to make any scene. And I, I do apologize for bringing a little bit of chaos in last night. But, again, we, we were simply defending ourselves. But it is my role as part of the Ladrin Court to maintain this balance and to make sure that these gods I don't fall into these hands, these the hands of the people that are occupying your town right now, trying to strive for this magical essence that I know you work so hard to keep at the border borders of your town. So I come to you um, with a bit of a proposition. If you would allow me and my friends access to the mountains, we want to retrieve the gods I to rid it from this land. We want to bring it back into the Feywild where it can't be contained and all these people will, will leave. That is our goal. We want to, in essence, get all of this craziness away and prevent them from falling into dangerous hands. Dangerous hands that will use it for dark magic, like that man. He serves a lord and a master of a higher power that wants to pervert that magic. And I, I don't want to use them for anything. I want to... I want them... And honestly, I want them gone as much as you do. And if you will allow us access to the mountains and a guide, as I understand that they're a little tricky to get around, we will, as quickly as possible, rid this from your from your land. Again, takes, takes a moment. He rubs his eyes, obviously. Uh, he's very... You can kind of get the, the impression that he's hyper-vigilant, almost like on the verge of paranoid. Mm-hmm. And he says that there was talk. Someone last night and this fellow in the other room mentioned that you already have not one but two shards with you. I do not have them. I don't know what they speak of. Ooh, can you make a deception check? I can try. It's technically a half truth. She doesn't have the mother. Seventeen. He he calls. He says, "Zayna, bring him back in." Zayna drags Elton back in, and Relian says, "You claim that she has 
two pieces of this. She claims that she doesn't know what you're talking about and that you're a liar. And Elden is like, oh, God's honest truth. I know, I know even what color they are. I can tell you the approximate size, the shapes, even I'm well acquainted with one of them. <laughs> and he says, Relian looks between the two of you and he says, well, what about this? If we bring in your friends here and search you, and if you're lying, I'll have you put to death. He's, he's sorry, he's to... saying this to, to Elden. He says, but what? And if you're telling the truth, then then this emissary is mistaken. And he says, do you... Sorry, you're saying you're going to execute Elden? Yeah, he would say that, yeah, if Elden's lying, it's Elden's life. And he says, well, he asked Elden if he wants to change his answer, knowing what the stakes are. And Elden looks him straight in the face and says that he accepts. And, he's, and Relian sort of puts his hands up and he says, he seems convinced. Because he also believes that he's an international man of mystery who will be reborn because of his master's control. Isn't that right, Elden? That's neither here nor there. We all know that multiple ones fell. I'm not going to deny I haven't seen them. I do not have them on me. I'm here to take the one that is here. You can, you can tell that Relian doesn't exactly um, know how to handle this situation. And it's very complicated. A lot of moving parts. Um, and I don't know if you meant for it to come off this way, but it sounded like you just kind of admitted that you were maybe massaging the truth earlier like what I was basically trying to say was that like I don't have them on me we know that multiple ones fell from the sky like everyone knows multiple ones fell from the sky I have seen God's eye in my life as an Eladrin who was charged with keeping them so I can also describe what a God's eye would look like it's basically I was like I'm just saying that like yes I obviously have knowledge of God's eye is basically how I'm trying to convey it but not trying to like. Oh, okay, sorry. I th- I thought go you were, back on what I said. I thought you were admitting something there, but uh, okay, I didn't want to. No, I was basically trying to like do that skirt the truth. I'm like, yes, I obviously know details about what a god's eye looks like. I have been in the presence of them. I have none on me at the moment. I am trying to rid this one of this land. So Relian sort of like clasps his hands, and he he sort of like says, "This is this is what I want. I want all of it gone." Now, there's so much conflicting information here. I also need to know the truth. I would very much like for your friends to join us and for me to know what resources you do and don't possess. And if you do have the God's Eye, any of it, I will, I will keep it in my personal vault and send you with my best mountaineers so that you can... Do what you claim you're here to do. And then you can return and reclaim these shards. I would greatly appreciate if we could continue this conversation in private. He says, I think that we need more people here. And he motions to the guards. He says, go and find the tattooed one and the one-eyed one. It shouldn't be difficult to find. 
No, see, you put the queen on the jack. That's how you play <laughs> duo tail. It's not. So no, it's not the same as solitary. Am I theater. just? Are they just keeping me in this room, or are they putting me in a cell? Like as as some of the soldiers filter out, and Zayna takes Elden away, and the door again closes behind you. He, uh, Relian, sort of like points to a very very comfortable looking chair, and he says. Please be comfortable. We may be here for some time before your friends can join us. Uh, we'll fast forward to the uh, to the other two, unless you want to do something in the short term. Yes. Can I actually... Wa- I need to look up something really quickly. Okay. Uh, but I think I'm going to ask to use in, in-game. Like, do you mind if I just... If I'm going to be here a moment, is there a facility I can use for a second? You know what? I don't think I've ever like <laughs> considered what an outhouse the fact that is like. <laughs> Everybody poops. There's a book on and it. And if you don't, you're an android. Okay, I guess it's like a um, a seat that just kind of leans out over the street, or part like part of the behind the keep. Not to put too fine a point on it. <laughs> okay, anyway, do I, I'm in private, right? Like, that's all I care yeah. about. You can put your butt over okay. a hole, and, uh, that's and fine. it just faces, like, straight down. That's perfect. I'm going to... Oh, you know what? Assume... I'll say... <laughs> yeah, I'll say that it, like, faces over the moat. <laughs> perfect. That's exactly it. I'm assuming that somewhere on the outside of this building, there's a bird? Probably. Okay. I'm going to cast Animal Messenger... Okay. And I'm going to summon whatever a bir- small creature. It could be a mouse. It could be a bird. It could be a whatever that's close. But I'm assuming since I'm t- probably like over the moat that there'd be like seagulls flying around or pigeons or something. I'm going to say it's a magpie. Per- oh, actually, that works absolutely perfectly. And I will describe to you why in a second. So, <clears throat> a messen- uh, by means of this spell, you use an animal to, de- 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 to deliver a message. Choose a tiny beast, such as a squirrel, blue jay, or a bat. You specify a location in which um, you must have visited. So I'm going to where I left them last, or like in that alley that I saw them like hide in. Um, and the recipient who matches the general description. So I'm going to describe it as obviously like they're pretty unique. So like the man with the eye patch playing duo terror in the alleyway. Um, you sp- I speak a message up to 25 words. The target beast travels for the duration of the spell, which is up to 24 hours, to the location. Um, and when the messenger arrives, it delivers my message to the creature I have described in a replica of my own voice. So the fact that it's a magpie actually works Why, pretty do, well. Are magpies um, talkative? Yeah, they like mimic sounds sometimes. Ooh, like a lyrebird? Kinda, yeah. Uh, the messenger speaks only to the creature matching the description I gave. If the messenger doesn't reach its destination, which won't be a thing because it's like basically across the way. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to describe... Gutterbird is actually probably the more unique one, so I'm going to describe Gutterbird. There's a delightful sense of sending a bird to GB. Right, exactly. So I'm going to send this bird, I'm going to give the description of Gutterbird, and I'm going to say, they are coming for you. Hide the god's eye. I would have just gone with hide them. Like oh, yeah, in case it. anyone hears it? Okay, so yeah, I'll go like, hide the goods. Hide the stuff very well. Sorry, how many words did you say it could be? I'm up to 25, so it'd be like, 
Uh, so I've got more than I've just been repeating myself. So it's uh, like they are coming. They are coming f- for you. Hide the stuff. I'm under ten still. And so tell Thaddeus I say hi. <laughs> and let them take you. Okay, we're under fifteen words. And let them take you. Okay. You don't want to tack on a purple monkey dishwasher at the end there. Uh. Solid <laughs> They'll pay, especially for that remark. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'll also tack on, they have Elden. Just so that uh, you don't have a heart, so Thaddeus doesn't have a heart attack when he walks in the room. All right, we can, (laughs) to be honest, I thought you were going to wild shape into a fish and just dive into the moat. That was my backup, but I don't have swimming creatures. No, I have, no, I do have swimming creatures. God damn it. Now we'll see how this goes. I have a backup plan. Okay, so you were you were escorted to the shitter by a soldier, and uh, yeah. yes, I'll I'll do this, and then I'll leave I'll leave the shitter. It's like sometimes those tacos, am I right? The soldier's it's like the shawarma. Or the shawarma, it, right? Sorry. Does it always sound like feathers when an Aladrin goes? Us creatures in the Feywild, it's some wild shit, man. You should really come sometime. Wow. It's a cool place. A little deadly for normal humans, but I mean, like, you know me. I'll get you in. Uh, Gutterbird is playing some cards with Thaddeus, inconspicuously. And Magpie shows up and speaks in Chai's voice, delivering the aforementioned message. Where and how are you going to stash the goods? (laughs) Yeah, Thaddeus immediately turns to Gutterbird and goes, we have two options. Dig a hole with an X. Oh, for God's sakes. (laughs) Or we go quickly to Orla. But if they find us at her place, they may search where she is too. They have to decide now. And then, of course, if they're digging around in that room, uh, Garrix will be alerted, and that's going to bring a whole world of of trouble. Uh, A hundred percent. We decide now. Orla. Orla? Let's go. Then, yep. And then we just book it to Orla. <laughs> I didn't think you got too far from Orla. Like, in my no, head, you were, like, around the corner. But I don't know how fast they mobilize to come get us, right? Yeah. Like, and I, if people see us with her and they ask around as to where we are and all that kerfuffle. So we we go there. We explain the situation to Orla, and what I'm gonna. We explain most of the situation to Orla. Oh, also, before we left, I definitely, like, molded earth the stone, like, moved it, and, like, buried that guard, like, deep down under that house. <laughs> I hid that evidence. <laughs> I explained to Or. Oh, we get there, and uh, Thaddeus just turns to Orla and goes, Orla, I have a favor to ask of you that I intend to repay. I need you to put this box. In the secret room, we will be back for it shortly. If you do this, I personally will see to the end of Garrick's. Oh my god! Whoa! <laughs> Wowzies! <laughs> At some point in time. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! Are you gonna put like a like a limit, like sometime within the next two weeks? No, I'm going to be like, at some point in time, I'm going to come back and kill him. I'm, I'm thinking epilogue? Nice. One shot? Nice. Okay, when she hears that, she just takes the box from you, like, looks around, the, like, outside to see that nobody saw, 
and she says, uh, she says, I'll do what you say. And then she uh, closes the door, and uh, I'm guessing that you're probably going to get some distance between her place and like where you're eventually going to be found. Yeah, and I figure when we like get to a spot that we consider to be a decent distance, come out of an alley, and just gregariously talking about the rules of duo tear. Yeah, I was, <laughs> like, just like I was thinking, we should get back to playing cards. Yeah, and then when like the guards come rolling up, then we're just like, oh hey guys, <laughs> what's up, buddy? Oh, what can we do for you? Kind of, de- kind of deal. You can hear them coming, and then even before they show up, Grease Trap, who is, you know, sort of oh, invisible, yeah, uh, would whisper in your ear, like, hey, you got some company coming, boss. You want me to stick around? Just keep my distance? Or you want me to try to stab one of these guys with my poison tail? Oh, God. <laughs> Please keep your distance. All right. It offers on the table. Keep that, keep that tail ready, but we'll have a... I'll tug on my ear as okay. a signal. Oh. Whatever whatever happened to that demon you you vomited out? Did we ever resolve that? Is that just a demon floating around? Yeah, just hanging. All right, okay, oh, just yeah. checking in. I forgot about that. I, I meant for that to be something that Relian brought up. Uh, we'll have to revisit that <laughs> when the meeting yeah, resumes. That's fine. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> Maybe we'll say like, Okay, poison tail, ready to go. You tell me when, who. I don't care. Women, children, I'll do it all. Moments later... A, a group of soldiers converge on your location, uh, easily outnumbering you three to one, and uh, they they ask for your um, weapons so that they can escort you to the keep. And I think that's where we'll stop. Oh, oh. oh Thaddeus does the thing where he takes off his great sword, that he hands them the javelins, and then yeah, just, this, there's a the, lot. The warning star comes out. And Bunch of like ninja stars. Oh, ninja guys, stars. I don't. Yeah, I have no idea how this is gonna go. I, I really don't. One really long and pointy toothpick. <laughs> just hands it over to just in case. 